Welcome back to the Work Miha podcast, a place for mujeres motivated to cultivate the life they deserve. I am your host, Sochi Carmona, founder of Work Miha, an apparel and accessories brand for Latinas who unapologetically celebrate their culture through empowering and relatable messages. Thank you for joining me and enjoy these inspiring conversations. And welcome. Today, I'm joined by Bianca Huerta. Bianca is a 26-year-old first-generation Mexican-American born and raised in Chicago. Hey, girl, hey. She, <laughs> she has been baking since she was 14 years old and has taken both culinary pastry classes and even entered into many competitions to pursue her passions. It wasn't until after high school when Bianca received many scholarships and attended college for baking and pastries that she decided that baking was where her heart was. After that, she worked at many restaurants, bakeries for some well-known chefs, which then led to her starting her own business. I am so excited to have Bianca on the podcast today as she is yet another one of my Berwyn shop neighbors. So welcome, welcome, Bianca. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am so excited. I have tasted the sweets and treats. And they're delicious, and we're here to learn more about the woman behind them. But before we kind of get into knowing Bianca a little bit, we like to get to know our guests a little astrologically just because it's fun, and it's our little icebreakers. And so, Bianca, we know what we call her sun and moon sign. So your sun sign is your identity and where you shine, and that's normally your birthday. And you just had a birthday too, right? Yeah, I did, yeah, two days ago. Yes, Leo season <laughs> is in full effect, and Bianca is a fiery Leo sign. Our Leos are known as go-getters, determined, competitive, all those competitions. <laughs> Very honest and loyal. And then I'm just curious, I feel like, Leos tend to have, because I know you have a lot of tattoos. Do you happen to have, yeah. like, a lion or something on there? Um, I have my uh, my Leo astrological sign. I have that, but I don't have a lion. I don't have a lion anywhere. Okay. I just have, it's yeah. either it's, <laughs> it's one or the other. I feel like Leos will let you know they're a Leo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm not a fan of, like, like, I'm not... I don't want to sound bad for saying this. I was like, I'm not a lion fan, but I like. I was like, I know I'm a Leo, so uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm gonna have that on me, and I like the way it looks. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Leo's. It's gonna have a necklace, a tattoo, or something. She has tattoos. Yeah. Like, oh, somewhere. Necklace. Yeah. My necklace too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like somewhere. She has them. I'm like, yeah. I have it hidden. I have it a little bit more hidden, but it's there. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, there's a necklace too. I love it. I love it. <laughs> And then, so Bianca's moon sign, which rules your body and your emotions. And when I discovered this, I was like, oh, I feel like this makes so much sense with what you do. Taurus moon. So Taurus is an earth sign. They're very earthy, strong-willed, feel with their senses, and kind of sometimes can be rooted in their ways. But a Taurus is also, it's ruled by the planet Venus, which is like, pleasure and comfort so maybe you revel in material comforts building a safe comfortable home and foundation kind of gives you that Mm -hmm. safety and stability but then I also like how a Taurus are known to be like the foodies you know finding comfort in foods and sweets and treats I was like hmm interesting oh yeah that oh wow I would have never thought that no yeah that's really interesting to know because like I I feel like I do find like um baking and cooking like a really home like it just brings me home brings me back memories like 
everyone in my family like I, I could just go back to so many memories with like cooking and how it brings my family together and how I love seeing it bring other people together, you know? So that's that's really interesting yes. to know, yeah. Great. Oh, my gosh. That's what I love to kind of, like, dabble into and getting to know people more astrologically. And I'm just, you know, she's most and I want to know. <laughs> but, I mean, those are always fun. And just kind of see, like, the peaks into what you've built and how it kind of is very much you. Mm -hmm. So that was fun to kind of learn about you. But now that we know you astrologically, mm -hmm. can you tell us more about who you are, where you're from, and maybe what you were doing before you officially launched Be My Honey Sweet? Um, okay, who I am, I'm like a really passionate person about what I do. Um, I feel like once I find something that I love and enjoy, I really do just like work hard to get better at that. And I feel like you can definitely see that since I've been baking since I was 14 and I just kept going and going and, and I've definitely had its difficult moments. But I would say that it defines me a lot because just without it, it um, it's just hard to not do it. So if I lost that, I don't know where I would be. Um, one of my examples would be during COVID when... Um, I have been working in the industry for like so many years, like bakeries, restaurants. I had worked at Little Go um, and from there worked in a couple of the other sister restaurants. And so when I got furloughed, I wasn't cooking. I wasn't baking. I was just at home. And I just kind of felt like I was getting this depressive state where I was like, I need to do something. I like, I feel like my purpose is baking and making people happy and bringing people together. And so I just started doing that. And my family was like, you know what? You should just start your business. Like you like just do that now. You're not doing anything else right now. Right now you have the extra time. Do that. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. Like, what do I have to lose? I'm not working right now. So might as well, you know, I didn't think it was going to start blowing up. And it started all with my sister's friends, like asking me to do like small cakes and then like more people just hitting me up and asking me to do more events. And I don't know, it just kind of blew up after that. And everyone, <laughs> to random people started asking me to do events for them. Mm. And then can you tell me more about these like competitions and who are these chefs you have a oh. work with? Let's name drop here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, so for competitions, I've been in a lot of competitions since high school. Um, there are like earmarks. So I would compete against other high schools who have culinary in their school. And we were basically competing for scholarships to pay for our college. So I was in one for four years and I had won a full ride to school. Um, for college. Unfortunately, that school, that college, the only college I applied to got closed <laughs> down. So I didn't have anywhere left to go. And then I was also a person who had a lot of backup plans. So I had signed up for a lot of other scholarships. Um, one of them was being for Rick Bayless for the Frontera scholarship. And I actually mm -hmm. interned, worked for him. I went with him and his team to Mexico. I ended up working for him as well. So Rick Bayless is one of those um, famous known chefs, I would say, in Chicago and other parts of the world. And then um, I also worked for Chef Stephanie Izard, who owns Little Go, Cabra, Girl on the Go, and a lot of those other restaurants here. That's awesome. And then, because, like, okay, so I know it's, like, pastries, but, like, I feel like my understanding and peek into this world, um, I don't know, do you watch that show, The Bear? Yeah, I love that show. No, I love that yeah. show so much. <laughs> it just, I feel like that's the first show i've seen that actually brought like what a lot of the people in the industry go through 
in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's crazy because it's like we're dealing with our own stuff and then we're going into this environment which sometimes you don't ever know if it's going to be, like, really toxic or, like, I mean, we have stories. Chaotic. Like, uh, yeah, chaotic, seriously. And um, I think a lot of people know that when you work in the industry, you're, like, I don't know. I I don't know if you've ever heard where, like, you know, like, nurses are known for always being coming uh, having an addiction to something like that's Mm -hmm. like the stereotype because like they're around that so they're going through so much they start like either getting addicted to drugs and i feel like in the industry i was in the industry at a really young age um like when i was 17 so i saw a lot of older people always doing like you know like coke or always drinking and partying and i was just always a type of person like oh no like i know i'm not supposed to do that (laughs) like you know i stayed away from it but you kind of notice those type of stuff in the bears because people are dealing with this toxic environment. They're dealing with their personal life. They're dealing with like having to be perfect and everything. Like, I don't know. It's just so much stress, so much anxiety. And you just see that in the show. And like, do you feel like for you, like maybe it was like baking more so? Cause like, I know sometimes they have like, there's like, I mean, certain things you kind of have to accomplish so you can kind of, you know, create for fully like a meal? Like, did you have to like start off with like, I don't know, something in particular you really had just had to kind of in the industry, you know, like, so like, where did you start? Like, what were you doing? Was it just training? Were you like able to kind of move up eventually? Once you kind of like master? Oh, something? yeah. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, That I, like I said, I worked in the industry at a really, really young age. Um, I, but I also went to college, so I had, like, the background knowledge behind it, you know? And I'm, like, this 17, 18-year-old working in the industry in kitchens where there's people who are way older than me, like, in their 30s, 40s, you know? And um, I feel like because I knew the knowledge behind a lot of this stuff, I was able to work my way <laughs> up quickly a lot faster than other people who just who didn't get to go to college and just kind of just worked in the industry, which you can definitely work your way up in the industry by itself without having to go to school. But I think when you know the knowledge behind it, you it it just allows you to move up faster. And that's what they kind of mm-hmm. did to me. So I was like, I started off as a pastry cook and then they moved me up to manager. And then from manager, they moved me up to sous chef, to sous pastry chef, you know? that. Um, and I felt like, it wasn't always welcoming because I had to be the leader or like had to lead and help others who were older than me. And they just kind of mm-hmm. looked at me and they're like, you're 20 years old. Like, don't tell me what to do. Or like, you don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. And it's like, but I do. And I'm telling you right now what you need to fix. And it's like, I'm not doing it to be like, I know more than you. I'm cocky. Like, you know, like um, yeah. I'm telling you this just because I want to be an asshole. I'm telling you it because it's like the way I was trained where if someone's telling you to fix it because it's wrong, there's a reason. And it's only going to make you better when you know what you need to fix. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to, uh, I know you were saying um, if there was something that I had to master. And I think that would have to definitely be like um, patience <laughs> and discipline because I'm such a person where I don't have patience and so I had to train a lot of people I had to train a lot of people before becoming a manager or when I did become a manager I had to train people you know and see like is this someone we want to hire is this so Mm. um for me it would just get me frustrated because it's like someone would come in here and they said that they went to school they knew it and then it's like they didn't know how to do it and they're like what do I do what do I do and I'm like what do you mean they taught you this in school like how do you not know how to do this? And then I felt like I had to start from scratch and teach them while I had other stuff that I had to do. And so it was just always kind of frustrating. 
But I think over time, mm. it definitely taught me patience and be like, you need to be kinder to people. You need to be patient with people. Like sometimes they don't know the same things that you know and kind of be understanding where if you were in their shoes, would you want to be treat mistreated like that? Like, no, you wouldn't. Like you want someone to be patient with you and tell you how to do things nicely sometimes. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think I noticed um, being a manager in a kitchen that you have to talk to people differently. Not everyone will react the same way with the way that you talk to them. So um, an example would be like, I had this coworker where she didn't work well if you yelled at her. Like she would just shut down, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. and it's like, someone could scream at me and I work well under pressure. Like I'll I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Like my thing is like, I'm such a person where like, you're telling me I can't do it something. I'm going to show you I can no matter how many times it takes me. And like screaming was something that I was used to. I feel like I was always just used to like a toxic environment when working in the kitchen. So if someone was screaming at me, I was fine with it. But if someone else screamed at like one of my coworkers, <laughs> she would just shut down and be like, I, like, I can't do this. I can't do this, you know? Yeah, and then do you feel like, not only with age, but, like, pushback maybe, because, like, what does the industry look like? Is it men? You know, is it because you're a woman, maybe? Oh, yeah, that that was another thing. Um, why, like, one of the reasons why I don't always miss working in the industry, it was mostly men. And um, men <laughs> always have this idea where, like, they're better than you. They can do it better than you because you're, cause you're just a woman, you know? And I felt like I've been able to prove over the years that at a lot of places that I worked at that it's like, uh, just because you're a man doesn't make you any better than me. And um, most of the time when I was able to show them, like, look, I could do the same shit you can and better too, they would kind of just, like, shut up and just, like, be like, damn, like, I'm sorry, like, I misjudged <laughs> you. And I kind of always enjoyed that. <laughs> I kind of always enjoyed proving I'm wrong and being like, no, like, I can do this. I can do the same thing. Um... I remember this one time I applied for a kitchen job and when I looked in the kitchen, it was all men and I didn't see one single woman. And um, the owner told me, we don't hire women in the back in the kitchen because you guys use the bathroom too much. You guys get pregnant. You guys get periods. You guys need time off. You guys. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, did you just really tell me that right now? And Yeah, so I, I feel like that just kind of shows the way some people view it when you see majority men in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. not only that, what woman wants to be surrounded by men? Men could be creepy sometimes, and I've dealt with that. I've almost, I worked in a kitchen one time where I felt like I almost had to get a restraining order on a guy because he wouldn't leave me alone. And this is a work environment. This is somewhere I should be comfortable coming in yeah. where all I want to do is work. I'm not here to flirt. I'm not here to make... <clears throat> friends with anybody i'm here to work make money go home and Mm -hmm. um so throughout my life and working in kitchens i feel like i've always kind of like been harassed by men kind of been doubted by men kind of been like shown like listen you're just a little girl like you know and i don't know it's it's just really a toxic environment and i think a lot of people in the industry can tell you stories about that I bet. Oh, my gosh. I bet you've got stories to tell. And, like, maybe if it wasn't for COVID, like, what was the plan? Do you think you were going to plan to maybe, like, still move up? Or was it in the back of your mind to, like, start the business? No. um, Starting a business was, like, kind of something I was like, you know what? I'll do that when I'm, like, 30 or 40 years old because I feel like that's when majority of people open up and start, like, their businesses. But that's just kind of what I had in the back of my head. Um, If... It wasn't for COVID. I think I'd definitely move up 
with my friend because my best friend she's the head pastry chef at little goat sugar goat um and i was gonna be the pastry sous chef so i was gonna be second under her so i think that's kind of where i would have ended up at if it hadn't been for covid so maybe Mm-hmm. possibly still moving up with her <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's crazy how like just life throws like these curveballs. But I mean, congrats, you know, Thank for starting you. it. And and because it's not easy. It's not easy starting Mm-hmm. from the beginning. And I'm sure there have been many challenges, um, you know, when launching. And even now there's always challenges. But like, is there like a significant maybe like challenge you faced when first starting your business that you kind of like had to overcome? Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of things I had to overcome. So one of them was for, for sure money, you know, um, it was like, do I use my savings to purchase all these stuff to start my business? Do I want to take that risk? My second thing was customer service. I've always been um, this back of the house type of person. I never thought Mm. I, I, I always got I always got this thing from people where people are always saying like, oh, you have RBF face like, you know, like you have RBF face, like you don't look like a friendly person. And and the funny thing is that I met a lot of my friends where they're like, oh, I thought like you didn't like me. I thought you were always giving me a dirty look. And then they all ended up being my friend after that when they're like, oh, you're this nice person. Your face just kind of like is more intimidating. <laughs> and um, so. Customer service is like was one of the biggest thing for me since I've always been only back at the house. I've only had to deal with people in back of the house and not like um, people, customers, you know, actual customers. So um, when it came down to that, <laughs> I just kind of had to learn how to talk to customers a certain way because it's like you can't talk to them the same way you talk to people back in the house where um, I feel like it's kind of. This is going to sound bad because it's like, I feel like everyone back in the house is kind of used to talking that way, where it's like, you just talk shit to each other, you know? And it's like, I can't talk shit to a customer and then expect them to come back. They're going to be like, no. I mean, they're going to be like, this is like the worst customer service ever, you know? And I'm really big. I'm really big on customer service. And Yeah. um, I'm such a person where like, I will not go back to a place if they mistreated me or talked to me a certain way. Like me and... A couple of friends have gone to like this sushi place and like we have gone there for years like best customer service as soon as they switched out this waiter he like gave us the nastiest attitude we went once and then we went again and he did it and i was like i'm never coming back there i don't care how good the food is like if the customer service is shitty i'm not coming back so that was one thing i had to learn how to be better at and i feel like i definitely did get better at it um And then I think, Dang, but I mean, hey, those are two good ones. I mean, she got to work on the RBF. No, I'm yeah, no, I know. <laughs> My face but is just I mean, relaxed. like, <laughs> relax AF. yeah. I mean, I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, yes, beautiful face, but yes, RBF. But also, also, my favorite people have RBF. Like, they end up being my favorite people. Those are some of my best friends. <laughs> I was like, I got to work on my
you know, in starting your business, like, let's talk about, you know, marketing, whether it's traditional, whether it's, you know, guerrilla marketing, and just getting your name out there, because you can make the most beautiful and beautiful tasting treats, but if nobody knows about them, if you're not creating that capital for that business to keep growing, like, as a baking business, starting off on your own, like, how did you manage to gain customers, new customers, mm-hmm. repeat customers? How do you do that? Oh, so this is... I find this so funny because, as you know, you know my sister, Selena. Selena is like a really social butterfly. She's really welcoming, really good. <laughs> Great, excellent customer service with her. And she actually knows a lot of people. Um, I would say in the beginning when I first started my Instagram, 80% of my followers were her friends and people she knew. Oh, well. And they were the ones ordering from me. And so she's kind of the one that kind of like... I feel like she helped me market my business where she was just kind of like, hey, follow Mm. my sister. She's a baker. My sister, my sister. Like she was sharing my stuff every couple hours, every day. And like, (laughs) because she knows so many people, they were just like, oh yeah, like I trust Selena. Like I'm going to go to her. I'm going to go to her sister. And so they all started ordering for me. I started doing birthday cakes from them. And I mean, I think they just kind of like um, enjoyed it. They enjoyed the customer service. They just kept coming back. And then afterwards, um, once my sister had helped me out a lot, I started like, you know, um, putting advertisements out on, on Instagram. It was word of mouth. I was telling my friends, um, I was telling other people in the industry that I worked with, like, Hey, if you need anyone, like, um, just, you know, I do desserts. Um, I, I tried like signing up for websites through Google and seeing who would post my page and like my Instagram and who would just like allow me to do that. Um, it was just mostly sharing and posting all the time. I I feel like you market yourself a lot more when you post a lot more and you show people you're active. So mm-hmm. that was like my biggest thing after that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, friend referral. I mean, yeah. you're probably your best promoter. And also, I know, remember <laughs> I asked, your sister's an Aries. And, I mean, if there's a better saleswoman, astrologically, <laughs> it is an Aries. They are loud. They are proud. If they love something, they will let people know about it. My mother's an Aries. She's oh, one of my okay. best saleswomen oh. out there. <laughs> I see her. I see you know her. Me. Yes, I know. That's so crazy. <laughs> Gotta love, gotta love those Aries. They will, yeah. they will get the word out there. Like you can hear an Aries from like a miles away. Like I know. Oh I'm my like, gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, but. she definitely puts herself out there. So I know. Like yeah, I feel like a lot of people are always good at realizing what she is. I'm like, oh yeah, she's definitely an Aries. Like majority of my friends are Aries too, and so I'm like, crazy Aries. <laughs> those are good people. That's good no, people they to are. have on the team. Yeah. She's v- she's VP of sales and customer service. I love it. I love it. I mean, I love seeing your family. Um, especially because, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, I met you through because we are neighbors mm-hmm. at the Berwin Shops. And for people who don't know, the Berwin Shops is a really amazing incubator program for local makers, entrepreneurs, artisans, and a lot of pastry businesses, too, to kind of, you know, get a shot and dip your toe into having your own storefront. So we got to decorate, brand our own little store. Um, and we're going to be there at the Berwyn Shops. I'll put the link down below every weekend from Friday, Saturday, Sunday until December 24th. And, you know, I've been seeing not only you there a lot, but I mean, that's also where I've kind of, I've seen your sister, you know, there too. Like, hey, is she part of the business now? Like, you know, she's sales. No, um, yeah, I think she. I love it. Yeah, thank you so much. No, yeah, I would definitely consider her part of my business. Um, She loves telling people she's my manager. And I will. Yeah. I, 
I, I don't mind that because I'm like, she definitely is. Like, you know, she helps me. Um, A lot of my stuff I share with her. So if, like, I'm not the one replying, she's replying. I just, like, she's someone I trust. Like, I, we just always on the same page. So um, I appreciate her hard work. So she, I would say she definitely is a part of my business for sure. But I consider that with a lot of my family too. Like, they're always promoting me wearing my merch. They're always, like, telling people, like, my daughter made this, my daughter made this. Like, go give her a follower follow like um no they're always my number one supporters so i consider them a lot a part of my business yeah <laughs> and that's amazing to have that support because i mean i feel like you know going from maybe making these pastries and stuff from home to now like your own physical storefront like that was a whole process you know just mm -hmm. to be kind of selected you know you have to submit an application your business plan you have to then do, if you're of the top 20, the uh, five-minute Shark Tank-style pitch about your business, why you should be there, uh, how you're going to drive traffic. So can you tell me about, like, your experience from, you know, maybe thinking about applying, applying, business plan, pitch, making it, all the feelings? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the funny thing was that before Berwyn Shops, before I had even applied, I was already looking at a bakery storefront with someone who, um, with an mm. investor actually. So she was telling me that she was going to invest in my business, like pay for it all to get done, open up the storefront. Um, and this was someone that my sister knew. And like, I, I was down for it. I was like going to start looking for lawyers. I was going to start looking like for contracts, you know, so we could get this started. And I had been following Berwyn Shops already for like a couple months before that. And, um, it so happened to pop up on my Instagram, like the deadline for the application was like just like two hours. And like, I just oh. kept looking at it and I just kept looking, like putting it down. And I was like, man, like, I'm like, should I do this? Should I like, I'm like, you know, I was just like getting really indecisive about it. And literally 30 minutes before the application was due, I applied i sent it all in i had a business plan i so happened to have a business plan since i had already been oh, talking okay. to the investor that's a long part so i can't and that was the hard part yeah Whoa. and i didn't realize like how like frustrating that was you know and i sent it all in and i was just like i like i like looked at my friends and i was like i did it and they're like did what and i'm like dude i just applied for this like oh my god <laughs> like it was just so nerve-wracking because i was like man like what if i don't but like what if i do and like this is so crazy and then I ended up getting accepted, you know, and I had, I was like, let's see how this is before I actually just open up a storefront to see if this is actually mm -hmm. something I want to do. I feel like it'd be a great test run. Um, and also I felt like it would, it was also going to help me hopefully grow my business before I opened up a storefront, which I feel like is really necessary and helpful at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. and then <laughs> when it came down to the shark tank pitch, oh my God, that was a most like, I don't know that I feel like that was harder for me than the actual application because it's hard for me to talk in front of a lot of people. I get really nervous really easily. And so I feel like my voice was just like shaking. I felt like I was going to tear <sighs> up. I felt like I felt so nervous. Everyone just watching me and just like listening to me. So that was probably the hardest part for me. Ah, that's Hey, you made it though. <laughs> Shaking mm -hmm. and all. But that's exciting. I'm glad you did it. And, you know, congrats. It's already been like three months into having your own physical storefront. There's so much to be done now more yeah. than ever managing, you know, on top of probably your other orders and then having, you know, your shop stocked with, you know, sweets and treats every weekend. Like, how have you managed like this phase of the business? Were there any like 
hiccups or anything you learned that maybe you had to like rethink now for like your business plan moving forward or just anything in general? Um, I think moving forward, I was just like, I definitely need a team. <laughs> I definitely need more people. <laughs> I need a bigger kitchen, bigger space, you know, and I just like always had in the back of my head who I would want to open up a storefront or bakery with just because I've worked with so many amazing <laughs> people throughout my whole life. And I feel like they all deserve to have that chance. Like I said, we something that we all like um, can relate to is working in a toxic environment, working in a place where you're not happy, where you're not getting paid well, treated well. And I feel like everyone kind of deserves that feeling of being appreciated, being happy, coming to work and wanting to come to work and being surrounded by those people, having time off because um, working in the industry, it's kind of hard where it's like, I didn't get to see my family a lot of the time. And now that I have my own business, mm -hmm. I'm with my family. My family is with me mm -hmm. and it makes it so much more enjoyable. It makes life much more enjoyable. And I feel like it also makes my work much more enjoyable because you're making, you're not only happy in a good mood, but you're also making stuff for people and giving it to them. And I feel like you're giving it to them with so much more love than when you're working in a bakery and you're like, hurry up and get this shit done. Hurry up. Like this needs to be done in an hour. Like, you know, where it's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, <laughs> so much pressure. And um, I don't know, moving forward, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to have a, a healthy work environment for other people so that they know that healthy work environments like bakery and industry exist. Well, I love that you share that. And I know there's it's, it's just only going to get bigger and bigger from here. So it's nice little stepping stone to have. Um, and I feel like especially like with just the cost of, you know, setting everything up, right? So now you kind of have an idea. It's like, okay, let's triple quadruple that. Maybe when we have our own big physical space, but I love that you're already kind of thinking about like investors because it is, it's, it's an investment for sure. Mm -hmm. I can just imagine with kitchen equipment mm -hmm. um, to begin with. But I mean, I know, I love that you shared that, you know, creating an environment that you would want to work in a positive one um, is definitely something you want to create for your business. But are there any other goals before we get to our fun lightning round questions that mm -hmm. you have that you can share with us that you have for Be My Honey Sweet? um goals i feel like there's so many goals because um i definitely want to trademark my logo my brand you know that's something that i'm working on and copyright it um and definitely just expanding for sure i want to have people who are in the same mindset as me like continue to help me do this because i I, I just really want people to know how much hard work goes into this and how much I I just appreciate people who have a passion for what they do. Um, people who are trustworthy, loyal, and people who just like know how much hard work goes into it. And I hope that they would put as much love and effort into it as much as, much as I do. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, best of luck with everything. I mean, we've got a couple more months together yes. and then I'm definitely following along the journey for your business. And before we sign off, I just wanted to do a couple of quick lightning round questions. You can mm -hmm. answer the first thing that comes to mind. Feel free to expand. Um, so the first question is, what is your favorite me time activity when you find the time? <laughs> um, definitely painting. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Um, the best piece of advice I've ever received is probably from 
a chef I worked at little girl, his name was Nate Meads, and he said, I have to, I feel like I have to explain it before I say it, but it's like, he yeah. used to tell me, um, when I started my small business, I used to ask a lot of other small businesses for help, and they were really always kind of like, like, figure it out on your own, do it yourself, but then they would come to me and ask me, like, oh, what's the recipe for that? What's the recipe for this? And mm. I just kind of wanted to be on the same level pettiness of them and be like, figure it out, do it on your own. And my boss, um, he was like, no, he's like, give him the recipe. And I was like, why? He's like, because the recipe doesn't, he's like, the recipe is in the hands basically of the person that makes it. Like they can make it as much as you want, but it's never going to come out like yours because you're the one who made it. And mm. I kind of just always enjoy that because it's so true. And I've worked in a lot of places where me and my coworkers would all make the same thing and it would always come out differently. And mm -hmm. I think it's just because you could follow the same recipe, but at the end of the day, it really is how someone makes it. Con mucho amor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Okay, next question. What is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? It would be to definitely start right away. I don't think that you should have that same mindset that I started off with, with like, I'll do it when I'm 30 or 40 years old because then you're never going to get to it. I think if it's something that you really want to do, try it. And if you fail, it's okay. Try again. And if it doesn't end up working out for you again, then it doesn't work out. There's something else better out there for you. But I feel like it doesn't hurt to try and take that leap, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. And then next question. What is the best resource that has helped you along your business journey? This can be a book, podcast, app, workshop, etc. I don't know. I feel like if there is any resources, it definitely have to be a lot of the chefs that I know in my life. They've all kind of were mm. like the ones to like reach out and tell me like, hey, do this. Like I had um, Rick Bayless's assistant who was not my friend. His name is Jim. And he just kind of like, you know, helped me with like Google Doc Forms, how to like make like Linktree, how to do these stuff. My friends, they would help me with like recipes on how to fix them. Um, chef instructors reaching out and helping me get better in certain ways. I feel like they were kind of my resource and kind of like mm -hmm. always just helping me out in those ways mm -hmm. that I needed when I needed that help. Yeah, mentors. So finding yeah, mentors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mentors. I love that. Yeah, no, I think that definitely goes a long way and you just can kind of set one person apart versus the other. So I love that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then a last question, where can listeners connect with you online, in person, drop all the handles, addresses? Well, my business name is Be My Honey Sweets and Treats. I know it's kind of long, but that's the same thing for my Gmail, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, and you can also find my link tree in my bios and all my social medias where you can place an order, um, view all my other social, social media handles, and um, you can also reach out to me that way as well. And you can also visit her every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Berwyn Shop until yes. <laughs> December 24th, 6931 Roosevelt Road. And, you know, you can also check out all the other amazing businesses while you snack on some yummy, yummy treats. But I will link all the handles down below in the show notes if you guys want to follow, you want to order, you want to check out all the goodies. Ooh, last bonus question. What is your favorite treat that you make? My favorite treat that I make? Um, it's definitely going to be a molten lava cake. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, I'm a, a big one. fan of that. Yeah, with ice cream. Oh, my God, it's so good. 
Oh, yes. I mean, you guys got to come down. My favorite is the macaroons. I've never been like one like, like I've seen the macaroons, but like I've never been like, let me grab some macaroons. And then I tried one of Bianca's. Oh, my gosh. I am a right macaroons bitch now. Thank you. And they are delicious. Yes. Yeah. So stop by. Yeah, stop we by have... early for those macaroons. No, yeah. We have samples now, too, for them as well. So Ooh, feel free to try them out. <laughs> Oh, that's dangerous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're just converting people into macaroons people. I yeah. would have, like, my stepmom, my stepmom's <laughs> mom, my mom. Like, I sometimes I don't buy treats because sometimes mom's like, what can I get you? I was like, well, mm-hmm. since you asked. Oh, yeah. I, love I, lo- it. I, I really love- enjoy doing that where um, people will come in and they'll be like, oh, I don't like macaroons. And we're like, are you sure? Where have you tried them from? And they'll either be like, oh, no, I just, like, no, I don't like them. Or, like, they'll be like i tried them at the mall or this bakery and they're nasty and sweet i tried the and... frozen costco ones <laughs> yeah, i never had those yet i haven't had those yet <laughs> no, no but it's probably you know something like that right it's uh-huh not, like fresh fresh exactly and then they'll have them and they'll be like oh my gosh and then they'll just keep coming back and i'm like oh my god we got you guys addicted i'm sorry <laughs> Mm-hmm. oh my gosh i mean if there's an addiction to have i'll take that one yeah <laughs> oh my gosh but yes please come down come visit order do a special like large order as well um but i'm so glad we got to get to you know connect and get to know you thank you so much bianca for joining us on the work me Hot podcast and for everyone listening make sure you follow be my honey sweets and treats Follow along their journey. Tune into the Work Me Hot podcast to be inspired by more amazing mujeres. Until next time, bye. Bye. Thank you. Visit workmeha.com. That's W E R K Meha.com to pick up your new favorite Chingona Fuel Cafecito mug or our Bet on Yourself Mija and No Pares Mija apparel for yourself and your comadres chingonas. Don't forget to follow Work Me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for fun Latinx-inspired content. Make sure to tune in to the Work Me Hot podcast and listen to more inspiring mujeres.